got to tell you about the Ford Fan Zone. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream. And it starts as low as 30 bucks per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or you can call 325-2999, 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. Joining us is Craig Bolajak, Mr. Bolajak, David James. He did not win Sportscaster of the Year, so he needed a week off to recover because it's been very difficult for him and and he's he's with some strategy people and they're going to map out something so he can get that thing back where it rightly belongs so yeah uh, forgive him you know he needs to take a little time he needs a session with riley by the way there you go riley jensen's joining (laughs) us yeah that motivational you know they need a half hour at least together (laughs) craig good to have you on man you're a gentleman and a scholar i appreciate it my friend it's good you know what you've been hanging out you know i kind of watch what you're doing but it's good to have you on there with pk you guys sound good what's happening yeah we've been talking a lot of stuff and riley with the sports psychologist and i would i've been complimenting him about uh, how he's a self-made man took a career change and succeed took a leap a leap of faith yeah. with his wife and succeeded and now he's just knocking out of the park and i told the story about when i first got my first uh sports radio gig and my dad said well yeah just make sure you don't quit that paper son because i don't know about that sports radio stuff <laughs> and then we were talking about having to receive breaks along the way and every Everybody has to receive some kind of break, and I'll play it into where we're going with this. But I just wanted to publicly put it out there that one of the guys who was in my corner 20-some years ago was Craig Bowlerjack, and I don't know that I've ever really acknowledged that to you. So I'm doing that right now to thank you for the support that I had that you gave me in furthering my opportunities to get where I am, and I, and I certainly appreciate that. Hey, man, are you going through like a 10-step process today? <laughs> hey, we're just digging into his brain a little bit. We're, we're making him feel better well, about his situation. I, you know, I was thinking about that as I'm watching the ball game against the Suns, right? Because it, 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 I want to say it's unparalleled, but it's happened a couple of times where all the uh, dudes that we know and love aren't playing. So then you get to see these these youngster guys get out. And Rudy Gay is not a youngster, and I get that. And Clarkson is an established guy, and maybe past to an extent, but pretty much everybody else is out there trying to prove their worth, and it's the old Jerry Sloan line, hey, it's yeah. not just us, you got all these other teams in the league, so in a sense, I mean, they lost the game, and, and you know, the Suns, I don't, they're really good, obviously, but it's refreshing in a sense to see guys out there playing for their livelihoods because it's a story of like uh, like me and Riley and I'm sure you ha- you had it too back when you get some breaks you have to fight and prove yourself and yeah. and we see somebody like a uh, probably the most impressive to me was a Trent Forrest now I'm thinking this guy is going to have a place in the league whether it's with the Jazz or whomever and ultimately that's the goal is to have a place in the league and his performance to me was impressive enough to think all right he's got something here yeah you know, he's played well. It's it's consistently, you know, two over the last couple, three or four games that he's had an opportunity to play with Donovan Mitchell out. And, you know, Mike was out again last night on the back-to-back. Last week he went back-to-back. This week he didn't. In fact, you know, when I got the word that all five starters plus Joe would be out, I thought, wow, this could be a really ugly night. But, you know, to your point and to Riley's point, you guys, about competition and the mental part of it, has so much to play in. 
I think uh, over my years in the broadcast business, every game is unpredictable because, as Jerry Sloan always said to us, in the broadcast, in the media field, in those interviews, in his gruff voice, you know, hell, everybody's out there looking at, you know, your <laughs> resume. He always talked about your resume. And the 29 other, you know, eyeballs are on you. Uh, and that's why you have to go out and bust your tail every night. And I thought last night was a prime example of players who said to themselves, look, I'm in the NBA. Look, I know it's Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I get it. But, uh, and the best team in the league by the re- by record-wise. But, no, I was excited to see uh, the energy, the effort that was put forth last night. And there were several guys, Jared Butler, Sometimes we forget about this guy who won a national championship at Baylor, came out and played high level. Pascal has got, you know, game that, you know, again, maybe will turn even more heads in the Jazz organization when they go small ball. Rudy Gay is a competitor, despite, as you said, 16 years uh, in the league. But, you know, I, I just thought there were moments last night. Daniel House, Jr., he wants to be on this team. He wants to have another shot, as you guys are both discussing. Take the opportunity and you get to be signed, and you never know what happens, right? Two ten days, and I know he wants a regular roster spot, but he, you know, at his size last night, he kind of proved that he can, you know, hang with the picks. It wasn't taking on a a team that's struggling. It's it's the it's the high level Phoenix Suns. Granted, they didn't have Crowder and DeAndre Ayton last night, but that was a fairly loaded team last night, and you know, you can arguably say the best backcourt in the NBA. And I thought the Jazz, you know, just played played loose free and they had an attitude of I'm not going to be intimidated and um, I, I liked what I saw. Craig, I think you're uniquely qualified to answer this question and, and obviously the Jazz have struggled with some injuries, with some guys staying out, with with different things that are going on, but how hard is it for you and, and for an NBA player, when you're on the road as much as you are and when you're, when you're on the train and when you're on the planes and, and you're in these different stadiums, how hard is it to bring it every single night? I mean, what kind of a mental strain does that put on an, uh, an NBA player and even yourself? Well, you know, I'd say I can't imagine what it's like right now. Look, they took us off the road before Christmas because of COVID. So my challenge, Riley, is real simple, and we don't talk about it much, but I call games by myself with Big T when Holly's available and not on our ESPN assignments. Last night it was just the four of us, uh, Holly, myself, an audio uh, called an A2 uh, that was up at the arena, and there's no one there. I mean, there was four of us just sitting there up on the third floor calling the game off the Jumbotron. So that's the challenge is to try to bring energy when I'm not even there you know, and, and feel it and try to relate that to fans. And, you know, we've been through it here multiple times. Um, I'll be honest, I don't like it. You know, I'm, I think all of us are better when we interact uh, with people. The energy that I feel in the building and from fans, and it all brings it, you know, into, uh, you encapsulate it, you know, and your, your body feels it. You know, it's the energy. It's the moment. And those are the things I miss the most. Uh, and for the players, I can't imagine, you know, again, they've been through it, you know, the bubble, uh, the testing, uh, and I think just the mental strain uh, that goes through it. Now, fans don't want to hear that, right, because they always say, well, they get paid to play. I get it, but still, you know, they still have a human element here now. 
that this is a stressful time for everyone because they have families as well. They they're concerned about kids. You know, Joe Ingles, you know, trying to protect you know his young kids, Conley, the same way. So you know, um, I hope that we find you know the the sky and the sun breaks through and we get to another level here because it's kind of a rinse and repeat cycle and it does wear on you mentally and and um you know personally the the road the road is fatiguing but at the same time i think the better broadcasts come from when you're actually on site and you can actually tell the people at home what's happening outside of your just your 45 inch you know or the jumbotron screen view. What's happening in my left? What's happening in my right? What's coaches and players doing? What's happening in the stands? Those are the things I miss and, and miss the energy of, of the fans in just a moment. Jazz are eight games back of the Suns now. It looks like the best record in the in the West, at least, is is which is probably be the best record in the league. But anyway, it looks like that's gone. And I, I am surprised to a degree. I don't want to say a cavalier attitude. But obviously, you know, they had some injuries, and, and Gobert probably wouldn't have played no matter what, and Conley's got his situation and, and bogey. But, you know, it seems to me they could have played O'Neal and Ingles, uh, but they're choosing not to. So they're sort of making a statement that, you know, we're not interested in pursuing the best record in the league. And, and ultimately, you know, when the playoffs start and the ball goes up in the air, and the record that you had in the regular season doesn't really matter. I, I understand that because they had it last year and still didn't get out of the second round. But what do you think their concern is as far as maybe third, fourth, fifth, even sixth in the standings? Do they do they care about that? That's a great question, PK. The only thing I can refer to is Quinn Snyder. If you've listened to, to the Zoom cast, the Zoom reporting, when he speaks, he really continues to refer to about preparate, preparation and being playoff ready at game 70. Now, you know, that's uh, what are we tomorrow night? We'll be playing game 49. Uh, so we're 48 in, 49 tomorrow night. So you got about 20, 21 games to get things right. He wants to be at a high level with one focus. And, you know, a lot of teams, PK and, and Riley in the league, they'll always say that the seedings are overplayed. Maybe for some, but not all. The home court plays a big role. I think it does for the Jazz. I mean, this is an incredible fan base, and that home court advantage, I think, plays into a big favor for the Jazz. Maybe not all teams, but I think it does for Utah. Um, that's how solid the fans are during the regular season and obviously at a higher level during the playoffs. So I think this year they did learn something from last season. To be honest, the 52 wins look great on paper, but if you can't push it past the next level, past round two, and that's where they've been the last two seasons, you know, two and out. What's it take to get even to the Western Conference Finals? Well, health for one, right? That's the one thing about Phoenix, in my opinion, is that Chris Paul's healthy. Uh, was last year and has been able to keep healthy this season, and it's proven in the record. He's the perfect fit for Devin Booker as a facilitator and leads the league in assists. I mean, you saw that last night uh, if you watched the game. So I, I to your question, I think the Jazz learned a lot last year. It was it was a lot of pressure. And I think they're feeling pressure too this year, which Riley may come into the equation of why they've had some ups and downs. Now look, COVID and injuries is part of a an eighty two game schedule, but you've got to work through the fact that expectations are part of the next level. Champions have to be able to 
handle the pressure, right, and work through it, understand it. In fact, almost, um, I don't know, I would say embrace it. Uh, and I think the Jazz are still in that learning process on how to handle expectations. And that may be part of the equation of, of uh, what we've seen over the last month with this team. Um, so we'll see how it works out. There's talent there, but there's a lot of talent in the West. I think it just depends on who's, who's on target and, and basically who's the healthiest when, uh, when late April comes around and you, and you jump into the, uh, the postseason. Yeah, in in that regard, you know, to me, I, I understand where they're coming from to be able to just make sure you're playing your best ball uh, as far as that goes when it re- when it matters the most because ultimately that's you're gonna how you're gonna be judged. And we've had a couple of games here where virtually no starters are were available. I mean that that and you you go back you go back as long as anybody in the market you know to and I was I was talking about uh, earlier. Uh, I think Thurl's first nine years in the league, he missed a total of four games. But in one year when he got traded, he played 84, which is two above the, the the maximum, really. So those four games got reduced to two. And we all know about the statues and Mark Eaton. They were just out there every single time. And you can't really pin it upon the, the Jazz because it's not unique to them. It just seems like that that's the way the league is right and i'm wondering does anybody care about where they're where they're seated i mean and you can make the argument why should you because milwaukee was fourth and they won it all yeah no that's that's uh, i think where people judge pk you this is a great conversation because the regular season fans come fans pay Fans buy merchandise fans buy concessions and it's a long stretch of six months of 82 and you make a great point. During the Sloan, Larry Miller, Jerry Sloan, John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek era, there was a more attitude amongst the coaches, ownership, and players that it was a, a badge of honor uh, to fight through uh, any type of injury. I mean, it's folklore, right, Riley and PK? Every, you always hear something crazy about some athlete, you know, but for, it's – it's the big ankle sprain of one Carl Malone that was the size of a damn grapefruit, and he continued to wrap it with tape and play. Yeah, John Stockton's elbow—he could not. He only shot with one hand. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you hear these folklorish type stories, but in some reality, it, 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 I think it reflected on the coach as well. Jerry was that type of guy. I mean, you know, he came from that era where NBA ball players fought each other. Uh, they, 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 you know, smoke cigarettes at halftime, right? <laughs> it was, it was like, you know, all we knew, all they knew to do was to go play, and they were going to scrap and and beat each other on the floor. That was the pride. Then all of a sudden, you got teams or a superstar who wanted to recruit a buddy or another, or some other teammate to to form these super teams, and then that all changed. And I think getting back to coming back to square one the the league obviously you want to play well and and i still think you want to find yourself a home court advantage but there's more of an attitude now being prepared uh for the postseason and to get healthy which means they will rest players uh they won't let a a a player maybe aging like mike uh they want to make protect him because you know what 2pk and riley it's a bigger investment than it was during carl and john's day 
you know, $30 million contracts are in vogue. And so ownership uh, and coaches and the, and the medical staff realize, look, uh, we've got to protect our investment, also the interest of what we're trying to accomplish, and ultimately that's an NBA championship. Fans want that, and if they have to suffer through a month where you don't have a star player or two on the floor, then that's part of the sacrifice to get to the top. And hopefully the Jazz get healthy. I mean, this COVID is real, and they just happen to be the last team in the league. They protected themselves very well. I salute that because we went through some of the same protocol they did uh, as a broadcast group. But, uh, you know, it was their turn. And right now it hurts. But can you turn it around, refocus, Riley, right? I mean, I think that's part of the whole mental part of this, right? It's not just winning ball games, but how mentally sound are you when the time comes to play in the postseason? Yeah, I, I think there's no question that, look, it's a long season, and I think that's what rookies always talk about. I, I saw something yesterday with Kobe Bryant where he was just talking about when he airballed those four or five shots against the Jazz and lost the series, and he was talking about what he learned from it. And he, he said, I learned that it's a long season, that the most games I'd ever played in a season was 35 and there I was on game, you know, 90 trying to trying to win it in the last seconds and the mentality that he took from that and the mentality that you have to learn at this point in the season is so is so vital. And I, I think that's true whether you're whether you're on the road traveling with them, whether you're whether you're at your own job. I mean, there's just there's part of every year that's kind of the doldrums of your job and you have to figure out how to fight through it and have the right mentality to be able to be successful, right? Yeah, and Riley, I get asked this all the time. I mean, PK is a, a salty vet, right? But he still <laughs> learns, right? And don't you? Isn't that true to the case of whether you're four years, five years, nine years, fifteen years, sixteen years in the league? The why? The reason why you're there is because you still are hungry. I would guess, and right, and you still have the ability to adapt and learn. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I think that there's some science to back that up, but I also think that that all of us anecdotally can just look at that and say, yeah, absolutely. I think I think that growth mindset, that that mindset to just like continue to grow and progress, or to be a lifetime lifetime learner, is what makes most of the great ones great. Right? They they never stopped learning and progressing and growing, and uh, those those are the people that I'm looking at to be successful. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Because I look at, uh, you know, how does Chris Paul keep the edge? I look at Rudy Gay. How do they keep the edge? How does LeBron, how does LeBron keep the edge? You know, how did Carl and John do it? I mean, those are, those are special high-level players that, you know, you'd almost have to really sit down and study for a while to understand what drove them to greatness, but also the, the pursuit of it and not being fatigued. You're finally saying, ah, I'm done. I don't see that in LeBron right now. Not at I mean, all. It's, it's, he's playing at an, again at a high level at 37. Yeah, for sure. And so is Tom Brady. Now, what he does, I don't know. But, you know, to get knocked down, you have to wait and not make a knee-jerk reaction. But at 44, man, I was still impressed with the way he, he handles the field, his teammates, and just the athletic ability he still possesses. It's Some of these guys are amazing. They really are. They spend a lot of money, right, on taking care of their body. So before we let you go, Craig, I don't want you to – you don't have to comment on – 
the political nature of the issue, but I wanted to hit you up with jo- the John Stockton thing. And right. I'm not looking for your, you know, if you want to get it, you can, but that's not the point. It just, you know him very well. Uh, how surprised are you that he has put himself in the public spotlight? Because it seemed like that yeah. was something that he always ran the opposite direction from. I was stunned. I got to be honest, because as you know, PK, you tried, I tried, everyone tried to get the, 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 the interview, right. To get to really get to know John. And he would toy with us a little bit in the media. Never really was rude. You know, he told me, Hey, Boulder, I'll talk to you after the game about my elbow. Okay. And then when I asked him, here's what he said. I said, John, tell me about the elbow. Boulder, it's fine. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> that was it. You know, I thought I was in for like a scoop, and he was going to tell me exactly what went down. But, you know, he pulled the strings on me. But that was John. And we just kind of got used to it. And right, he never, right, right. never wanted the spotlight. I remember, you know, he just said, Malone will take care of that. Yeah. And, you know, Carl loved the camera. He did. And John was able to just sidestep away and sneak away, and that's the way he wanted it. He goes, I don't understand. You know, Buller, honestly, why people want to talk to me. I said, John, you got to be kidding because you're one of the most elite point guards to ever play this game. But yeah. he just saw it as a job. So to your question, PK, honestly, very surprised that he's been this vocal, this public uh, about and, and controversial. Uh, and even Gonzaga, when that came out, uh, what, yesterday or was it over the weekend that right, they right. rescinded his tickets? You yeah. know, I thought, wow, this is just something I'm surprised John would even wade into I know. Uh, on a public stage. But it is what it is, and people are obviously have opinions that we all know uh, in the last couple of years that have come forth that we never thought some friends or families, you know, members think and believe. And here's another example of what, one individual truly in his heart uh, believes is truth. Um, I think you still have to be careful. I, I, I researched myself some of the athletes he professed that had dropped dead on the court or the pitch, and I haven't, I haven't seen that But I, because I think that would be making news. But, again, when you have passion, PK and Riley, sometimes, again, things get a little bit uh, sideways, as Jerry Sloan would say. Um, but look, it's John's opinion, and people people can make their own their own decision or uh, discuss it however they want to. There you go. Yeah, that's the final analysis. Hey, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Hey guys, good talking to you, Riley. DJ better man, DJ better be careful, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we we love this show. We love this show. All right, hey, good talking to you guys. All right, that's Craig Bell- Bowler Jack. Obviously, you know what he does, what he's been doing for many years. You'll hear him tomorrow night uh, when he'll be in the arena, and the team will be in the arena, and they've got the Suns coming in. And we'll see who's available and uh, to what level we can determine. That's a big game. Uh, but the Jazz have been in a little bit of a losing streak, and I think they'll get out of it. In time, they'll start winning 8 out of 10 like we know that they can do. All right, stay with us. We'll get you caught up on what you missed. 97.5, 1280 The Zone.